I think this leads us to the conversation around desire and aversion. Mm -hmm. You wrote the desire map, and I'll never forget where I was when I first got it, too. I was in my apartment in Venice, my one-bedroom, doinky apartment. We used to feed a squirrel outside the window named Chris almonds every day. It was just this piece of shit place. And I had the desire map in my hand, and I just remember reading it and being like, this shit is so radical. Mm. This is such a silly example, but for so long, I was like, I want to run a marathon. The desire map made that light bulb go off. Like, I don't want to run a marathon. Mm. I want to have the feeling of saying I ran a marathon to people. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, whoa, she ran a marathon. Respect Respect her. Mm. Like, she's able to do things. And just having the feeling of understanding my desires more. So what's been your evolution with that book and the feeling of desire? Because I know you talk a lot about desire and aversion, so I'd love to explore that. Okay, so first desire map, how do you want to feel? That was this question that evolved into what do you want to embody? Because I was in that rough place that we were talking, I was in the dark night of the soul. When you wrote that? No. Okay, so sorry. So the jump cut to like, you know, five, seven yeah. years later. And a friend calls me, and at that point, people were checking on me, like, are you okay? Are you going to off yourself? We're going to bring some food over. So I thought, oh, another friend is calling to check on me. Yeah. This was dark night of the soul time. Oh and a friend who I hadn't spoken to in a long time called, and she didn't know the state I was in. And I'd just been like bawling my eyes out in my living room before she called. And the conversation just flowed to her first. How are you doing? She was in a rough place. And I was just, I was a friend. We do what we do. We witness and we listen and we're loving and we got this and how can I support? And she had to go. And my pain didn't get attended to. And I felt amazing. And I just like, I feel so close to God. I feel so loving. I feel so loved. It has nothing to do with me being in a good mood. And you're getting out of your story. And I got out of my story. Yeah. And this that's a great term, actually, because the story is astral waters. It's all the lower chakras. And that is where feelings come from. Feelings and emotions. Now, we could debate about what's a feeling, what's an emotion. Doesn't matter. Feelings for a lot of us are also thoughts. Mm -hmm. There's actually there's the thoughts that come from clear mental acuity. Those are not emotional. That's just discernment, clear seeing, which is actually a function of the heart. So just more research into like, what? Astral, emotions. I did have a moment of like, oh my God, I got this wrong. And this is, desire maps like a thing. I didn't get it wrong. It's just that's not the end of the story. You have to use your feelings as a global positioning system. Because so many women would come up to me after gigs and say, I had no idea that my feelings matter because my dad put me through school and I'm working in this law firm and just be like, sister, okay, everybody, your feelings matter. Don't stop there. So yes, spend as long as you need to, a couple years, a decade. How do you want to feel? Create a life based on that. Let's move on. What do you want to embody? I want to be love no matter what. Doesn't matter what someone says to me, how traffic is, what's in my DMs, how, you know, whether I'm 20 pounds, whatever, love, compassion, that's warriorship. I don't want to, I don't want to be thrown off center. I don't want anything to pull me out of my heart. Happens a dozen times a day. I want to speak consistently. I want my text to be compassionate. 
And when you start aspiring for that, for embodiment, again, I'll use the word, the tone changes. You hear it in people, you see it in people. It's a text that says, instead of saying, I'm waiting for you, you text and you say, just wondering how you are. Everything good? Can't wait to see you. It's just, you're kind with every, even though they're late and you're waiting, you're kind. And it's also true. A, it's truth that you're waiting, but it's also truth like that your heart has the desire of like curiosity of what they're doing. You know, like, okay, I'm, you know, here waiting for you. Like the truth actually isn't the reaction. It's like, hey, I desire to see you and I desire for you to come. Mm -hmm. And you're, mm -hmm. and that's what's like mm -hmm. hurting me or bothering me. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose. And follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.